What's up, everybody? How you doing? Welcome back to another episode of Living Life Intently. I'm one of the hosts, Lee Frazier, and I'm here with uh, Mr. Jonathan Canary. Right on. Right here. Yeah. 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 I hope you guys uh, liked last week's episode. We got a lot of shout outs. Um, people are happy that this podcast is back and it's still kind of crazy that people actually listen to this thing, but you know, it's fun. Uh, enjoy doing them. And uh, this week is a or yet another uh, older podcast be recorded a few months ago, back at the end of the summer. This is with um, Kaylin and Alana Devereaux, who packed up, moved to Cape Breton for the summer. Uh, yeah, moved out of their house, moved into a van, lived literally in a van in the back end of the campground. So if you were here and saw a red Sprinter van with a canoe strapped to the top, that was them. And uh, yeah, we sat Don't down. Don't give and too much of it them. away. Don't give too oh, much shit. of it okay, away. Okay, okay. I will get into it. Okay. But uh, what do we got coming on this week, though? We're updating the we podcast. We have a new segment. And what is this segment? Uh, misadventures and adventure stories. And we're going to kick it yeah. off with Alicia's. Alicia Wilkie. Yeah. Right? Awesome. Yeah. So we had asked everybody to submit for these. If you want to submit after listening to these, we'll tell you how to do it afterwards. But yeah, this is Alicia Wilkie. My name's Alicia Wilkie. I'm from Sydney. And this past summer, I decided that for my birthday i wanted to go to pollitt's cove for two nights and then do a, a night at money point it was my first vacation in years and it was for my 30th birthday so on the way up we stopped for sandwiches and i came back out to the car and i said i'm gonna get sick there was a guy in there and he sounded like he was gonna drop dead right there he was coughing up a lung and just sounded terrible and so we kept going anyway and we hiked in and it was great we had a great two days there but on the morning that we were supposed to hike out and then head to Money Point, um, I didn't sleep a wink the night before. I couldn't lay down. I couldn't sit still. Um, I cried a few times because of how how much pain I was in. My, my body was sore and it hurt to cough and breathe and talk and do anything. And so we hiked out anyway. Um, my husband took a fair bit of extra weight in his bag, whatever he could fit. And about 20 meters past Otterbrook, we heard a coyote plain as day. And so the rest of the trip, um, we, we double-timed it as much as I could, and I was coughing and wheezing, and it took us probably twice as long to get out as it did to get in. And then I spent the rest of my vacation sleeping on the couch. Um, and that's my adventure story. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> oh, wow, Alicia. I cannot imagine hiking out of Paulette's Cove for the fever. Oh, my God. I would be dead. Uh, I'm a sucker. I get, get, get like sick. And last time I had COVID, I was on the couch for, I didn't move. I ate ice cream, weed gummies, and noon tablets. Well, drank noon tablets for about five days straight. Uh, and I, I couldn't imagine coming out of Paul's Cove with like, you know, summer temperatures, 30 degrees, sweating already with a fever. Oh man. Yeah. And that coyote, that coyote, you heard that coyote and that coyote could smell that COVID and was like, <laughs> nope, not going near that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that, that was awesome. Thanks for submitting that. Um, and if, and if you guys, we, what's that, what do you, what do you want to get into? Do, do we have another one we can listen to? Yeah, yeah, I got another one we can listen to. Just let me have a look. Yeah, let's fire it up. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, this one is from uh, Mark Mitchell, uh, who goes by at Hiking Through on Instagram. He's got a YouTube channel uh, where he posts up a bunch of great videos um, about a lot of his through hikes that he does. Uh, we met at, where did we meet? Oh, the um, 
Seawall Trail Film Fest back in October. Uh, yeah, we've just kind of going back and forth on, on Instagram since. But uh, yeah, if you want to check out Mark's stuff after this, it's at Hiking Through. But yeah, we're just going to jump into this uh, this episode. There's no title on this one, but we're just going to jump into it. Good day, Lee, and everyone out there listening to the Live Life Intently podcast. I have a story for you. Um, so this story takes place about uh, mid-September, me and my buddy planned a big hike out in the Canadian Rockies. Um, so first off, just a little background about me. I have a YouTube channel with the handle Hiking Through. Make some good videos on there. Check it out. Um, so, yeah, my buddy and I, this whole year, we planned this great big hike through the Canadian Rockies. It's uh, called the Brazo Loop, about 84 kilometers. Um, my buddy, Zach, he's... He's a funny guy. He's got some dry humor, dad jokes kind of vibe, and uh, it's a little cringy, but it always always gets a good laugh out of me. I fucking love it. Um, so we were out there hiking this fine hike, and uh, there was the Jasper fire going on, and uh, so we virtually had the whole trail to ourselves, um, so that was great. Uh, we were hoping to see some grizzlies, obviously from a distance, but uh, had the good trade-off of uh, running into a massive juiced-up moose out there, which was pretty cool to see. So the funny funny bit about my story here, um, I got home to edit this video, and I was excited about it. There's some great views out there. Um, and while I was editing this, I stumbled across a couple videos where I noticed in the background my buddy was dancing. I was like, what's going on here? Like I kept going through it and I kept finding these videos and, and lo and behold, every fucking video, the whole, whole time he decided when I turned around to go retrieve my camera gear, he danced in his dad fashion style. Every single video, I think like I didn't count them, but there must've been fucking 200 or so videos of him dancing. It, it was ridiculous. But, I mean, I, I got a good laugh out of it the further I went into it. I, I couldn't really believe it. But uh, this guy, he's just hilarious. Um, so, yeah, I on Instagram, uh, my handle is underscore hiking through. Uh, I just posted a reel about uh, a few of the clips of him dancing. So check that out, too. It's uh, pretty humorous. Um, but, yeah, everybody needs a friend like that because when you go hiking, it can be long strenuous type two kind of fun but you get a guy like this and it just really brings it all together makes you laugh makes you enjoy yourself out there so uh yeah i i hope you enjoy my little humorous story and uh i'll i'll try to get another one out to you guys so happy hiking and uh hope to see you on the trails well thanks so much for sending that in mark did you happen to see the video that he's talking about lee yeah 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 you posted it i think last week um for those listening, you want to go check it out. Check out his Instagram. I think it's a reel there, and it's over on. I believe I saw it uploaded to YouTube as well. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, he should just do like one master edit with like everything, and then just play some. Like Mark, if you're listening to this, put like <laughs> some dance track behind it or disco, and then just start playing it, and then maybe edit it edit the moves to the music you know do like quick chops back and forth you know 
that sort of stuff. I that would know. be good. I mean, it'd be hilarious. Or just like an endless loop, like one of those endless loops for like 24 hours of a guy dancing in the woods. <laughs> so we want to hear more of these stories. Tons more. We want to feature at least one, if not two or more every week. Um, we want to hear from each one of you guys. And if you have any interest in Seminium or any story, it could be something funny, scary. It doesn't really matter. Anything adventure-related, outdoor-related, um, pop open your phone. All you need to do is record a voice memo and send it via DMs on Instagram, Facebook, uh, email it to info at Live Life Intense, and hopefully... In the next couple of weeks, we'll have the podcast, social, or Instagram account rolling, um, and then you can send stuff there. Um, and we'll be posting up about this on all the social channels over the you know the coming weeks while we do this podcast as well. But yeah, um, before we jump into this podcast next week, we're going to have Noah Booth from Northern Scavenger on. Um, that's going to be next week's podcast, and then Alex McLean after that. Um, yeah, pretty excited about recording those. It's been a long time coming to record Noah. It's been like back and forth for like a year. But um, yeah, that it? That, you got anything, Johnny? No. Okay. Let's get into it. Okay. Okay. This is Kaylin Alana Devereaux uh, on the deck of Live Life Intense. <laughs> So, who are we sitting here with? It's Kaylin Devereaux. And Alana Devereaux. And are you guys related? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, we are. We're actually married. Uh, yeah. Pretty exciting. You had a great summer? Awesome. Yeah. Awesome summer. We Lo- had, loved it here. Tell I was, was going to say we had the best summer ever, probably, yeah. of our lives. Yeah. Did you? Yes. Would you say that? Yeah. 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 That's cool. This like, we're going to leave here and it's like been a dream this whole time. You're wondering, like, why haven't we had life like this all along? Yeah. And I had no idea this place existed. Cool. So. As in what? Cape Breton or <laughs> Live Life Intense or Marguerite? I, th- I think a combination of all of that. Like, I was like, I did not know a magical place like Cape Breton, Marguerite, Live Life Intense was all wrapped up in a beautiful package. That's cool. Yeah. Give you all uh, a little context. We're... um sitting on the deck of the shop uh and it's like i know my watch is dead what time is it eight yeah, seven? seven seven yeah sun's starting to go down and uh this is the first time we actually recorded a uh episode on this deck and i just saw somebody come up the driveway and i was almost ready to go like oh i gotta do a check-in right now please read your email please read your email please <laughs> <laughs> and they, they creeped to a stop and then looked over and saw four people with headphones and beer and well, Canary's drinking bubbly, but, you know, <laughs> beverages, and uh, just kept going. It's great. Great. Yeah. Um, where are you guys from? Seaforth, Ontario. Yeah. Well, I'm from Seaforth. Alana's from Blyth, and, uh, but we have a house in Seaforth. Cool. And how did you land here? So, um, basically, I was fo- I, someone I was following on Instagram... I uh, shared something of Lee's, of Live Life Intense on Instagram, and then I started following started following Lee and saw what he was doing, mm-hmm. thought it was really cool, and then uh, he posted a thing saying that they were hi- he was hiring for the summer, um, and then we had, like, we had been working up to, uh, to do some, like, work travel. We uh, renovated our house uh, to kind of turn into a duplex, so we were renting out half of it. And, uh, 
Yeah, and we bought a van and did the whole van conversion. Sick. Um, so I actually we hadn't even got the van yet when we spoke to Lee <laughs> over the yeah. Uh, <laughs> What, we just kind of like zoom, yeah. zoom call. We just kind of like you. You presented this idea to me. You're like, Alana, let's go work at this place called Live Life Intense, and I've never heard of it before, and I've never really even thought about coming to Nova Scotia or Cape Breton or any of it. And I was like, okay, cool, sounds good. I was kind of more of like the follower. I was like, Kalen, you make the decision, I'll follow you. So then we he um, got us to apply for this job. And then, Lee, you reached out to us, and you're like, let's have an interview. And I was like, okay, right on. So we had an interview, and it was more like a chat. Yeah, so my uh, interview skills are not great. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, a, it was a fun chat. Like, we were, like, cooking dinner, and you were just, like, sitting. Yeah, and you were about to go. I think you were about to go on your winter trip at that time. Oh, so that would have been, yeah, end of February, mid-February, probably yeah. the original conversation. Yeah, so, I mean, as anybody that I've ever done an interview with, well, well, speak on it's more or less like i don't know i just have a conversation with people and then i just see how where that goes and then i see whether or not that's gonna vibe at all and that's kind of like the the indicator indicator the main indicator i mean there's all the other questions or whatever but um that's kind of like the biggest thing so i just kind of like chat there has been people that i've talked to i'm like i don't know if that's a really good fit um but yeah luckily it's it's always worked out so far so um I mean, I'm just going with my gut, really. I mean, that's a big part in, like, any interview that I've ever done growing up. It's not so much about your resume. The resume doesn't really mean a hell of a lot in a lot of the job uh, applications and job interviews that I've ever been in. It's more or less about, like, the conversation with the person that's going to be hiring you. And then, like, you get a vibe and Mm -hmm. then you get a call and you're like, okay, you want to come on this job? I'm like, okay, cool. Yep. Yeah. That's pretty much it. That's how I do it. I don't, I don't know. I do it a little different. I always feel awkward, too. When you're doing <laughs> interviews, it's like structured questions, and then people throw curveballs at you, and you do all this. Like, oh, yeah. Just fucking talk to the person. I think that's the way to go. Like, that makes the most sense. Like, get to know the person. Whereas, like, anybody can really, like, say anything for answering a question. But we had a good conversation. We were chatting about outdoor stuff, and, yeah, I thought it was interesting and fun and then at the end of the at the end of the interview you were like well yeah well you kind of were like hmm yeah maybe i'll get back to you at the end of my trip and then at the end of the interview you're like you know what screw it you guys are hired (laughs) and we were like okay so then we were like we hung up and we like both looked at each other and we're like we're going to Cape Breton to work at Live Life Intense. Yeah, we just accepted it, and we hadn't really talked about it at all. Like, <laughs> if we'd actually go, like it was all just kind of, we applied and had the interview, <laughs> and then like, yeah, you just threw it out there at the end, like, yeah, you guys want to come out, and then we're like, yeah, sure. And I think we had like a family get together like later that day or the next day, and we just told our our family like, yeah, so I guess we're going to Cape Breton <laughs> for the for the summer. Everyone was like really shocked. They're like, what? We're like, yep. Applied for this job, got it, we're going. So yeah. that was kind of like, it was like sprung on us too, but it was like a good thing. Yeah. yeah like yeah. it was kind of like it forced me into doing it because like I'm kind of like more of a homebody and mm-hmm. I like to stick to what's safe. And this like really brought me out of my comfort zone. So it was good. So we had like three months to buy a van and convert it. And that was all Kaelin. And it worked. It happened. It worked. Yeah. We're here. Dope. It's the end of the summer. So, um... Speaking about getting out of your comfort zone, have you been, have you traveled a lot? 
No, I I'd probably traveled a little more than Atlanta. Yeah. Um, like we're from a but. small town, rural area, and like kind of like don't get off the farm much kind of people, and like I just like yeah, I don't really. I haven't really gone anywhere really in Canada, like other than exploring Ontario, northern Ontario. So this was a big step. This is a huge step. And like to travel in a vehicle and to have that as your home was like huge because, yeah, you're just that's all there is. And it's you two and your puppy <laughs> Skipper. Yeah. So yes. that w- that happened last minute. We hummed and hawed over it forever. We made arrangements. We're like, Skipper's not coming. Like it'll be too much. I don't want to put that on Lee and people that live life intense. And then la- like the week before we were going to leave, Kalen, I think you emailed Lee. You're like, can yeah, we bring our I dog? Got, I got the courage up <laughs> to email Lee. And then the Lee cla- just- with the classic, it's a good boy. Yeah. It's a great boy. Yeah. <laughs> it, doesn't do, it doesn't cause any. He yeah. actually uh, is the best <laughs> dog, though. Well, after I read the emails, like, Kalen, you lied about everything about yeah. our dog. <laughs> To get him here. Hey, well, it worked. So, I mean, we're here now. He's sitting there on the porch. Yeah. Being yeah. a good boy. Yeah. <laughs> Being a good boy. Yeah. He has actually become like uh, an unofficial mascot around <laughs> here. And like, he is famous at Inverness. Yeah. Well, yeah. The funny story about that is, um, so we're in Inverness one day and uh, we're not in the vehicle, but we must have been in the grocery store or something. So the dog's sitting in the driver's seat or something. And um, somebody that else that works at Live Life Intense said that they saw that a f- the friend of theirs posted on their Instagram story a picture of Skipper. Yeah. And we're like, we had no idea who they were. <laughs> and like, we're just like, all right, he's a local celebrity now. And his free hot dogs. Yes. So, yeah, yes. we went to Little Red Wagon in Inverness. And Sh- shout out to the Little yeah, Red Wagon. Shout yeah, shout out to that. <laughs> That's where I actually thought I lost my wa- Whoa, I found my wallet, by the way. No, nice. finally. That's exciting. Where'd yeah. you find it? It's been a while. Okay. In the field? <laughs> oh, no, no. So for people listening, I have been missing my wallet since probably mid-July. It is <laughs> September 2nd right now. It's been actually kind of a running joke. <laughs> <laughs> but nobody was charging anything to us. I'm like, oh, there's no reason why I can cancel any cards. So I don't know, whatever. But anyway, I got everything back. Didn't oh. have to, you know, didn't have to go through that all yeah. crazy. Anyways, but found my wallet, Inverness. Red wagon. Awesome. That's that connection. Yeah. So tell us what you got up to this summer. Oh, where do we even start, Kaelin? Yeah. Like, I feel like it all started where we met Jonathan Canary. <laughs> yeah. That first hike. That first hike was awesome. Well, we, our first hike, just Alan and I, was, I think, uh, was it like Corny Brook? Sorry, I got to deal with this check in because these people here. Yeah, go to the thing. No worries. How authentic is this? Yeah, <laughs> just right on the spot. <laughs> We're the checking full, people in, the full, full experience. Full live feel life and live life intense. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah, we did a we did a hike just Lanai and Corny Brook, and, like, in, the par- in Cape Breton Highlands Park, and it was just super chill, like, 3K it was like, it was like to six, the waterfall. Oh, I thought it was six kilometers. Maybe it was. Yeah, it's like it's six, six kilometers, six, yeah. and it's like, it's like a well-groomed groomed path. You know, trail, and you get to the end. It's a cute waterfall. We're going at the beginning of June, so nobody's really there yet, which is awesome because you kind of have it to yourself. It's not overcrowded. So we're like, this is so beautiful, and we get into the highlands. We're like, this is amazing. The like hills and the mountains and everything's just breathtaking and beautiful. So that was probably one of our first hikes that we did together alone, and then. Jonathan Canary, you came into the picture, and pick pick this up. Yeah. yeah, 
and took us way like what is, was that like a two hour drive up into the middle of the highlands yeah uh leblanc brook falls is about two and a yeah. uh, two hours so we get wow. in the car with you canary and we're like we just met this guy and he's taking us in the middle of nowhere and there's like no service for two hours and, and who came Ali came. Sarah, Sarah came, came. Gord. Gord. Jamie. Yeah. Jamie. Yeah, met some yeah. awesome people on that first hike. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. Tra- shout out to trail manager Gord. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and Jamie. And Jamie, Jamie, Vassella. Jamie Vassella. Picture me hiking. Yeah. Awesome people. <laughs> yeah. So we're, we don't really know what we're in for. We've never really bushwhacked before. Like we've never done that before in our life. So we're like, okay, we'll go, we'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, these guys are guiding us and they know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. you, you think. You think. And that's all we can hope for because we're like, we're so far into the highlands, the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we go, go out into the bush, bushwhack for how long? About an hour? Yeah. Yeah. And there's a big group of us, which is super fun. We're following the river in. It's so beautiful. It's so remote. What did you think of the falls? The falls was breathtaking. So yeah. you have to hike up a mountain and then or a hill, yeah. and then you go down, and yeah. you're going down pretty steep. Yeah. So once you get down, and you can already hear the falls, but once you get down, like it's just this, these falls like take your breath away. Yeah. And it's amazing, and like the mist is like hitting you in the face. I mean, yeah, like we were 150 feet away from it, and the mist was still hitting us. Yeah. 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 It, it's what. Definitely one of my f- favorite or most beautiful places around here. And I would think that um, it's notably one of the most remote um, land features mm-hmm. uh, that that I, I would recommend anybody going to see. Um, I can't remember what page it is, but it's in Benoit Lalonde's new book. Um so for, water, for waterfalls of Cape Breton, yeah. For yeah. our listeners, uh, that's where you can find the Blombrook Falls. But uh, what else did you get up to? Yeah. So after that hike, we were like, "Wow, the standard is so high." <laughs> <laughs> and you had said like, "How many people had visited those falls in the last like not very many, maybe a dozen." Yeah. So yeah. like that was like super special and rare. I felt like you know we're really getting the Cape Breton experience, like even like above and beyond. So then after that, what do we do? We go on a camping trip? Um, what do yeah, we do next? Yeah, I think we probably did uh, Fishing Cove oh, just we did ourselves, that. Yeah. And which was yeah. beautiful. I was like, I think that was our first overnight hike, mm-hmm. just the two of us. Mm-hmm. We had done like uh, lots of canoe uh, camping overnight in, like, in northern Ontario. But uh, We're going to touch on the canoeing. In a bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love canoeing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big canoe guy over here. Yeah. yeah. Big canoe guy. <laughs> we brought our canoe all yeah. the way out here. Yeah. Hauled it all the way out. But, yeah. Uh, Fishing Cove was awesome. It was beautiful. That was the first time we really, like, actually heard seals. Oh, yeah. 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 And saw them. I thought it was a dog. Yeah. The, well, they bark. Yeah. 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 So, like, we, and we saw its head popping up, too, in the cove, and we're like, that's a seal. Like, no way. Yeah. Because we're like, Ontario, Lake Huron, you know, no seals are there. <laughs> <laughs> and we come back to live life intense, and I was telling Lee, I'm like, we saw a seal, and, seal, and Lee's like, yeah. It's <laughs> 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 like, I thought it was so cool. The plague of our coastline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, that was pretty cool, Fishing Cove. I'm really glad we did, like, in hindsight, I'm really glad we did that first. Yeah. Because, I mean, the camping we did after that was unreal. Yeah, then uh, Jamie Vassello and Gore, trail manager Gord, (laughs) took us to Money Point. 
Oh yeah, which that was. Were the horses out? No, nope. not at that time. Actually, yeah, didn't Too actually early. see them. But uh, yeah, just a beautiful hike. Kind of Jamie took his truck way up into the up into the mountains there, and then we hiked down. Mm-hmm. How down long did you say coast? we hiked down for? Like two kilometers, just st- straight downhill. Yeah. The it's, whole time you're thinking like I gotta hike back up that yeah. <laughs> while you're hiking down. Yeah. But yeah. it's it. You know, Lee and I often reflect on that once when you're hiking down such a steep ravine, it's almost easier coming back up because mm-hmm. you get to use all four limbs. Mm-hmm. Like you get to climb almost two using tree branches and things yeah. like that. So it's not as hard on the hips, knees, legs as coming down, right? Yeah. We've actually yeah. learned that on this vacation. Yeah. On this I'm, workcation. <laughs> I'd much rather go uphill than downhill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I feel <laughs> I yeah. feel the lags on the downhill a lot more. Yeah. So you liked Money Point? Money Point was yeah. amazing because you could see the sunrise and sunset in the yeah. same like over over wa- like over the same, same body of water. Yeah. yeah. Which we had never we had never seen that before. That was Cool. Yeah, that was so cool. And it was so beautiful just like walking along the coast and there's the old lighthouse and the mm-hmm. ruins and I'm really interested in the history of that. So there that was a, a wooden white house there. Or white house. Lighthouse. Um, my friend Mac. So Mac, Peter, and I'm trying to remember who the other guy was. They were burning it down, essentially. They were hiking Money Point. This You're talking I know, probably better part of 10 years ago, if not 10 years ago. And they were hiking in. As the people were burning the wooden lighthouse down, like literally set it aflame and this whole, because when you first walk in the cove, you come down the dirt road and then you get into the cove and then there's kind of like the first, I think it's the first uh, remnants of it Mm -hmm. is where they were burning it down. That would have been a sight to see. Yeah. That would have been cool. Yeah. And like, do we know the history of like why it's called Money Point? Yeah. So, um, the... I think I've heard a few different histories of it. Um, part of it is that uh, it was a popular spot for pirates to ride ashore. Um, there's also a story I've heard about a shipwreck offshore, um, which was full of gold coins, mm-hmm. that sort of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a really, there's a lot of really great shipwreck stories from up that area. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we were talking about Fishing Cove earlier, and uh, I've been doing a research project for another podcast. <laughs> and um, yeah, so there was, a, there was a shipwreck at Fishing Cove, and uh, there was a lone survivor of that shipwreck. It happened in the winter. And that lone survivor swam to shore and walked from Fishing Cove to Shetty Camp, uh, soaking wet in the winter. And it's just like, I mean, we have hiked that distance in the winter with all of the best gear, (laughs) state-of-the-art winter gear. Not soaking wet. Not soaking wet. And we nearly... Like, you know, nearly (laughs) killed us. (laughs) So I couldn't. But, you know, there's all kinds of, like, pirate stories from up Mm -hmm. there. I thought that was really cool. And, like, after doing Fishing Cove, we're like, Money Point was just so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Funny funny story about the the shipwrecks on that on that money that was that island there on that like kind of the yeah. the Cabot Strait between uh, Cape Breton yep. and Newfoundland. Yeah. Uh we took a trip down to Halifax and went to the Navy 
uh, museum. museum there with yep. the Corvette that's floating in the harbor. Yeah. And my, uh, my mom's grandpa, Grandpa Nicholson, Alan Nicholson, he served in the Navy in World War II. Mm-hmm. And the story goes that um, him and his buddy were out drinking late one night in Halifax and missed their uh, missed their ship the next morning, and that that ship, that Corvette, the SS Schwinnigan that they were supposed to be on, yeah. was sank by a German sub in the Cabot Strait. Whoa! <laughs> so where we were on Money Point, looking out there on the north. Yeah, that yeah. really hits home. Man. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. crazy. I was like, I was, I was up you there looking at here. that water. Yeah, you wouldn't be here. Yeah, and so yeah, it's crazy to think about. Nuts. That is wild. Yeah, there's, uh, you know, like talking about the other project I'm working on. I've discovered that there's so many cool stories that people don't really hear all the time, like stories like that. You know, like. Yeah. And I don't know, there's a lot of history here that you know, it's not it's not it's an oral history, it's not written down. It's not in a book anywhere. A lot you know? a lot older. Well, I just found where we are in Ontario, you don't hear what well, kind of makes sense. Like yeah, just around here there's a lot older history, like yeah. deep like Turin Halifax and even out here on Cape Breton Island, like yeah, yeah people have been around here for a long time. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. so where else did you go? So then um, the next, like, camping overnight trip we did was Pollitt's Cove, and we did that with Allie. And that was an interesting one because people were, like, preparing us for that because the of horses. the horses. Yeah. Right? So the, there's, like, six horses there, and they will eat your stuff. <laughs> so <laughs> we were like, we are not letting the horses near us. And But that was by far, like, Pollitt's Cove was my favorite hike in. You said Skipper thought that they were big <laughs> horses? <laughs> yeah, Skipper thought they were, like, other dogs yeah. or something, he and he tried to, to play with them. He was trying to play with them. They yeah. just weren't having no, it. No, they weren't having any of it. Um, yeah. It was your favorite hike in? It was our my, one of my favorite hikes in because I just thought it was really beautiful and the trail was a little bit more narrow, so it was like more authentic. Like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. 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 Even, though, even though it's a trail, it feels more backcountry. Yeah, and I think that's what I'm like, have grown more appreciation for out here yeah. is like more of the backcountry stuff. Right. Instead of like a groomed trail. And like, a, that's a big part of why we advocate for... Um, you know, backcountry hikes and we why we advocate for, uh, you know, hiring a guide or mm-hmm. going on a group hike backcountry with a guide, things like that, is because it's not just getting to see something that's so remote or inaccessible to people. It's not just that. It's more about the experience of actually the adventure mm-hmm. getting there. Yeah. Right. And the things like there's so much in the forest off trail that you'll, you would never see if you didn't leave the trail, you know, like a full moose carcass we came across <laughs> or like whatever. Right. Yeah. There's so much. So, yeah. and yeah. it's also interesting. Yeah. So Pollitt's Cove was beautiful and amazing. And we found a spot where we could like kind of shelter ourselves from the horses. Yeah. So the, the I think the key is to kind of stay off the beach. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because they like to kind of target that area. And like other people were like petting the horses and stuff. And I was like, I don't want anything to do with them. I don't want them wrecking my gear. Mm-hmm. I don't want them near us. Yeah, well, on the way in, we met a couple who had said that someone had their tent chewed apart by the horses just... Yeah. yeah, just the night before we got in there, so we were 
we we fortified the trees pretty good. We were back in the somewhat like yeah, people keep adding to the fortress back in the trees there at Pullets and it's yeah. A, it's a good spot if you ever go. Cool. Find yeah. the find the go down into the Pullets, turn right, go back into the trees. <laughs> and Jamie recommended that we go to Gillyander Mountain Falls and so we did that together too. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah that's the, right. That we was did a that really hike cool one. With a couple people. And that was like a shorter hike than LeBlanc brook falls yeah but it was still like really beautiful and the water was super super cold you remember how challenging the terrain was going in yeah and we brought skipper on that one yeah yeah he got to like swim around yeah (laughs) yeah that was a good day yeah that was a great hike too so ice cold water in the falls oh my (laughs) god the swimming there that was right yeah that was cold yeah that was like wim hof cold Mm -hmm. yeah yeah you had to breathe breathe through it yeah um, so tell us about your experience working here for the summer. Um, I think I had no idea what to expect, really. I think when we first got here, there wasn't like really, we weren't, in, they weren't in full season yet. We got here at the beginning of June. Mm-hmm. So then Lee found out that Kalen knew how to build stuff. So we ended up building, um, I, hel- I was Kalen's helper, but we ended up building, building change rooms for the tubers. Yeah, so, no more no more changing in the barn or out in the field. He's yeah. got a change room out back. So for the first little while, we we're kind of doing odd jobs. We actually were laying sod in Lee's um, backyard and front yep. yard. So that was kind of fun, too. Yeah. Something different. And then when things started going up again, we started meeting more people um, that were working here. And everyone was so nice and friendly. And I felt like we had just, like, as a staff, like, really clicked naturally. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it was just good vibes. And so what was your jobs here once the kind of summer got rolling? Yeah. So like I was kind of more of like, uh, I did like more of the uh, administration, like front desk work. And I also did housekeeping. So I was kind of more like, and I we only worked part time too. So yep. we kind of helped relieve workers and let them like have days off, which was really nice. And mm-hmm. it was f- helpful when I got, if I got to learn multiple jobs, then I could relieve more workers. Yeah. So I was cleaning up the glamping tents, cleaning up the campground a little bit, cool. checking guests in, greeting customers. And what about like you, that. Kalen? So I was I was on the tubing crew. Yeah, <laughs> Isaac, uh, Ethan, and Billy. Big tube guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, back, I'm back. I'm back. You're back. You're back. <laughs> Isaac, we always make fun. of We not make fun of. We try to say it the way you guys say it. T- tubing. <laughs> tubing. <laughs> tubing. Yeah. Tubing today. You're on tubing. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah. It was fun. I was at the top of the river. Get uh, make sure get pe- get people in their tubes. All right. Cool. So get when Kalen did the, the tubing days. He got to bring Skipper with him too. Yeah, which yeah. like was awesome. Skipper could just hang out in the water all day. Yeah, yeah, hung me out and by Skippy the river. hanging out by the river. Sick. It was pretty. And you caddy as well for Cabot. Yeah. Cool. Yes, I also. Yeah, I'm a big uh, big double bag guy. <laughs> <laughs> love, yeah, love the, love the double bags. Yeah, the the double doubles we call it when you double bag for 36 holes in a day. It's uh it's a workout. You but must have at least one story from the summer. <laughs> Caddying? Yeah. Come on. There's going to be like this one. Like some guy that was like too drunk and fell over and you had a putt for him or something. <laughs> or you got like Adam Sandler on yeah. your crew. Um, <laughs> one guy did uh, on like the 16th. It's like the famous like hole. They all like you see, on the cliffs you see in the photographs. Uh, one guy had a few too many beers and I tried to beg him not to go down and hit his ball like laying on the side of the cliff. But he... 
insisted. But he, yeah, he scrambled down there, hit his ball, didn't get it out, but scrambled back up. But it was. <laughs> he didn't fall down the cliff. Yeah, it was sketchy. <laughs> it was like, yeah, I skipped that when I when I golfed that. I golfed it once um, with a friend of mine who was down, and uh, yeah, I just skipped it. I was like, "There's no way." I already lost like 20 balls, so I'm just going <laughs> to skip this hole. Because yeah, for those of you that, are, that don't know, it's like the, that's the one that's over. It's like your tee, and then you're over kind of like a like a cliff, a cape, right? So it's just like out on its own. Yeah, kind of. and it's like the photos online show it. Uh, it looks like there's a lot more space on the green. It looks like big open green, but when you get there, it's just a small little green out on a little on and a little a lot, cape. Yeah. yeah, with big cliffs all around you. It's a it's pretty cool. It's the 16th hole. The finishing stretch at Cliffs is uh, it's really cool golf. It's so beautiful there. Yeah, yeah. It's like I worked beautiful. on a crew where we shot that for for them and for uh, uh, tourism. Oh, nice. And uh, yeah, it was like one of the most beautiful places I've seen. Like majestic and picturesque yeah. spots. It's, yeah, yeah. It's pretty wild when the sun's going down there. It's so ultimately you had a good summer. I oh, mean, yeah. I feel like we didn't, even, like, there's just so many thing, amazing things that we did and, like, hiking mountains and meeting wonderful people and, like, the music scene. Like, that was insane. Yeah, we didn't music. expect that at all. Yeah. We had, Garrett, we had Garrett Mason here. Yep. And, mm-hmm. uh, Lookout Tower and, uh, Big Country Ramblers. Yep. Yeah. I'm definitely a new fan of a lot of these bands I've never heard before. So, yeah, we did not, we had no clue. Well, we had heard, I think before we came out, we had heard Lee, like, with the DJ, but other than that, we didn't. When we came out here, I think we, the first we had a couple weekend, of dance parties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the the first weekend, uh, like Ali and Lee invited us. Like, you want want to go to a concert down the road? We're like, sure. So we go uh, down Cody Road to Peter's. There, I picked you up. Yeah, you yeah, did. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I think we just met you that day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were just blown away. We're like, where? are we like what is this it was like it was on someone's farm on and on like a barn barn front porch with yeah. like llamas and <laughs> sheep in the background and the moon was just like setting behind a big like maple tree and you remember how loud the peepers were yes yeah right i was actually looking at videos from that night uh not like just today and i could hear those peepers in the background Cool. Just chirping. Yeah, it was not. Yeah. So, like, the concert was amazing, and then we were about to go home, and then you're like, there's going to be more. We're like, what? And then it was, like, open mic. And then we're like, okay, well, like, who can, like, who's going to go up and sing open mic? Like, there can't be that many people that know what they're doing. But then little did we know, like, people, every, like, every person other per- after every person. Every other person's a musician on Cape Breton Island. <laughs> <laughs> we, found, we found that out pretty quickly. And all pretty good. Yeah, yeah, like amazing. Like, and we didn't, we had no idea, and uh-huh. just so, so good. The guy, I don't know, you guys, you guys don't know his name, who got up and sang Gaelic. Oh, Bradley Murphy. That was so, that, that was, was cool. so cool. Right? Yeah. Yeah, we love that. I yeah. never heard anything like that. Yeah. 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 And Canary, you sung too. That was pretty cool. That was the first show I played in years mm-hmm. in front of, played in front of people. And I thought it was really cool. Like, there was just a concert here the other night, actually, and you played again. And I was like, what a perfect way to end the summer. Aww. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so we had a good summer. You had a good experience here. Would you recommend this 
to other people would you recommend packing up your life and moving to Cape Breton? No, the absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the locals will tell you not to. <laughs> I would recommend coming here 2000%. Like yeah. this is seriously a magical place. You won't regret it. There's so many great things to see. We want to even come back. Our list isn't even done. Like we want to do so much more. Yeah, your list will grow ad infinitum. Yeah, yeah. And like the people that you meet, you just meet people after per- like people. Like, yeah, they're just everyone's super friendly, so friendly, and they want to take you places, and they want to help you, and they want to show you things. And this is a good hub for meeting people. Yeah, this place. live life intense definitely yeah. helped that. Like we are so thankful to work here too. Like Lee, you're a wealth of knowledge on everything. There is hiking and whatnot. Yeah, and um. Yeah, there's so many people to meet here too. Like, yeah, come come stay at Live Life Intense, and they'll give you good recommendations on hiking and any sort of adventure you want to yeah, do. Yeah, come down in the morning and drink coffee. Yeah. I'm surprised yeah. that it, previous years it was like chaos down here at like 7 a.m. Yeah, this year has been a little, you know, hit or miss. But normally it was like people down here and like because last summer Alec was working here and Alec and I would be down here and we had like a big list of hiking trails and we're telling people what to do and where to go and this year wasn't so much of that no Hmm. there's a different clientele base too this Hmm. year was more Ontario Americans and just in and out and that's it passing Hmm. through but Hmm. um big canoe guy (laughs) (laughs) yeah you got a canoe adventure coming up I do yeah I'm uh Plan. I got this big canoe trip planned, like along with my. Uh, I have a golf company called Elephant Golf. Yeah, and I so I want to golf and canoe uh, the Trent Severn Waterway. Where's so, that at? So it goes from Port Severn on. I think it's still technically Lake Huron, or Georgia Bay, mm-hmm. um, up to uh, down to um, Trenton, Ontario, cool. on on Lake Ontario. So cool. you kind of cut like right across, like kind of the middle of southwestern Ontario. Yep. Um, and it's, yeah, I, I figure it'll take me about two weeks and about like twenty kilometers of paddling a day, and then I want to try and golf almost every day. Is there golf courses along the way? Yeah, there's lots. Really? So, yeah. I just started looking at Google Maps, and then I'm like, oh, there's a golf course there. Oh, there's one right there. Like, all right on the water. Because it's, it's an old canal system. Yeah. So, they it was started, like, uh, they started construction over, like, 200 years ago. Yeah. Um, but they, and then it, oh, yeah. By the time it was finished, the canal system, like, the railroad over... Uh, like it was obsolete, yeah. the canals, like the railroads were built, yeah, and so they didn't actually need it. So now it's just like a recreational waterway, and it just and it just like there's canals connecting a series of like inland lakes, well, inland lakes and river systems the whole way, the whole way through. Cool. So uh, yeah, it's it's all recreate, it's all like recreational waterways now. But uh, yeah, I'm kind of trying to combine the, like two things I love, like canoeing and golfing so is it just you going on this trip do you are you guiding people on this trip you have people signed up for this is well that's the thing so far (laughs) so far i've had i sent out a text to a few family and friends so far i got uh 
got a maybe from my brother, and I got a I got a commitment to a weekend from my best my best bud Paul. Cool. So I'm trying to get a bunch of different people to come and kind of fill in and just paddle with me for you know a day or two, whatever you can do. Mm-hmm. Sure. And then I'm supposed to be your support crew. Yeah. <laughs> Alana, Alana's probably gonna get sucked into more days of <laughs> canoeing and golfing than she wants to so are you in the boat as well alana are you meeting him and dropping off his clubs yeah i mean (laughs) i'm feeling i'll be the one that's gonna be like meeting him and dropping him off most of the time (laughs) well i'll take i'll take clubs and tent and everything with me in the boat in the boat yeah cool yeah i got a nice big novacraft to uh hold all your yeah should hold it all and like the lot the locks each uh yeah, I did not even talk about the locks. So there's like 43 locks because it drops like I forget the elevation. Like there's quite a bit of elevation change. Yep. Um, and so camping at the locks are all run by like Parks Canada. They're all national. Each lock is a little national park. Yep. And so you can you can camp along the locks. And will you have to portage them? Yeah. So basically okay. every lock. I th- we're going to definitely do. We're going to go through some of them. Like there's some super cool ones. There's one that's like a railway lock um so they actually like um the boats like kind of go in and then you are actually like uh like there's like a cradle for the boats yeah. and then it actually like just like brings you up or down like a railway cart like it slides oh, on rails cool. like up and over like land and then back into the water oh that's nuts so we're like definitely gonna do that one and then like the peterborough one there's a couple of cool ones that are like really old and big. Yeah. <laughs> and that like so, that kind of, you know, those little special things too, like kind of make it interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like the, what we were talking about earlier with the history of things. Like it'll be, it'll be cool to, yeah. Speaking but, of history, have you been canoeing very long? Uh, not, well, I got into it. My older brother, Kyle, got me into it. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he took us on a canoe trip, um, uh, Massasauga Provincial Park when we were we were probably nineteen twenty. that was probably yeah, like nine years I think we were just done call like school because we were, we were kind of kicking ourselves we went to school in uh, Barrie and Aurelia um, which is which like is beautiful like, northern Ontario yeah, but like to Algonquin Park we probably didn't spend any time in the outdoors no we, we were just <laughs> doing what young I feel you. Yeah. Yeah. I've been there. Yeah. yeah. But like we're mad at ourselves now. We're like, we're in this beautiful spot yeah. for we're like four a, or five We're like years. an hour away from Algonquin Park, yeah. which is like the Mecca for Ontario canoeing. Yep. Um, but yeah, Kyle took us on this, like, I think it was like a three night canoe trip when we were, uh, yeah, just out of school. And Kyle, I've never done backcountry before in my life before that. Yeah. Me either. Um, Kyle and his wife, Annie, uh, and Connor and can't remember who um but yeah six of us went on this canoe trip and it was just, yeah it was just like super memorable and just like it was fun it was just like all good times and like paddling and then like you take all your gear out of the canoe and you portage and yeah, then you set up camp and then like, you make food and yeah, fell in love go swimming with... and your brother kyle just like made it super memorable too. yeah i never forget the first night we like got to camp like big paddle got to camp and then we're like cooking pizzas over the open fire and Kyle just like broke into this like wild dance where he's just like stomping his feet and like <laughs> kind of like grunting. And I remember being like, "What is wrong with my brother? Like what? Like, <laughs> he's, like I know he's a bit, I know he's a bit out there, but I was like, I was remember just like thinking like, 
my brother's super weird. But like, to but paint that. a picture, <laughs> paint, now, a, paint a picture of what your brother looks like. Oh, he's yeah, like he's big got bushy long, bear, long beard. hair, big bushy beard, and like <laughs> he's just like shirt off doing this like dance. And then like now that I've been like doing these adventures and like especially like longer trips where you're out in the backcountry for like extended period of time, yeah, I, like I understand like what he was doing. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, like, you just like. Yeah, he was just feeling the vibe. Yeah, yeah, right? he's just like you're authentically yourself in nature, and it's amazing. That's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're just like it's okay to be weird. Yeah, absolutely, and like th- there's a therapeutic aspect of that too because you know typically you're there with people who understand you because they're that way, mm-hmm. and you know you can you can stay in the present moment and uh, not you don't really worry about a whole lot. Yeah. And that's nice. And I think that's where that like goofiness and silliness comes from. And it's so, it's wonderful. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I know all about being goofy. (laughs) Yeah. You, you get it. (laughs) (laughs) The, my first canoe trip was when we did seven days or six days around Kedji, um, to do the, the tent dwellers route, me and Lee and Alec and Ashley and Ashley and Denis. And, you know, we took the van down there and we stayed the first night at this, uh, I don't know what you would call it, outdoors resort. And Ashley Max said to me, you know, have you ever, you ever done anything like this before? I said, canoe? She said, yeah. I said, no. She's like, you've never been in a canoe before? I'm like, no, man. (laughs) <laughs> she's like and you're signed up for six days in a <laughs> <laughs> but you know like when we got to camp the first night and we all got to like unload the boat and sit down and like prep our campsite and make some food and whatever i was like man this is like super real mm-hmm. you know like for it's a different kind of uh it's a different kind of thing than hiking that far because you're always on all day. Like sometimes yeah, there's always something to do. Some, like, yeah. Like you're always correcting or, um, you know, like looking at a map or whatever. Like sometimes with hiking, you can shut your brain off for little periods of time and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, just walk. But when you're canoeing, you can't really yeah. do that. Yeah. It's a different feel. We also like learned, we never really have done too many hike camping trips before. Like this is really our first experience here on Cape Breton. Yeah. But we've learned like hike camping, pack as little as possible and you're just going to be like super greasy and whatever. Yeah. But canoe camping, like the first time I went, I was like, what? I can't pack all this stuff. But now I'm like, canoe camping's awesome. I can pack so much more. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's so funny. It just like gave a different perspective. Yeah. yeah lots sure. of, yeah. Pile in the snacks. And <laughs> yeah. Beverages. Big barrel pack. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. So um, tell us about Elephant Golf. Um, yeah. So it's a... Uh, company i started just to is trying to like take a little different look at uh at golf um i think this summer kind of i kind of realized that i'm what i'm like what i have pictured for it is kind of like adventure adventure based golf like kind of like communicating that like golf is more of like an adventure to be had than like it is like a you know 
like uh like a walk in the park like it's easy like yep. you get pampered you get all these nice things you get dressed up for it mm-hmm. or like my kind of golf that i like is like tough adventure like there's obstacles and like you're more of like uh, like you like a natural golf course more wh- like a highland like, course yeah like yeah instead of like yeah. a course that's like you can tell is so man-made and groomed and whatever it might yeah yeah and just like the style of golf is like embracing like the toughness and like not getting worked up and not throwing your a little fit when you have a bad shot or it's like and i realized that like there's actually a lot of parallels with like an adventure like you're you're dealt these things like the rain comes or like there's a big mountain in front of you and like how you overcome that obstacle like determines how well how much you enjoy your adventure it's like same thing in golf you get a bad you get a bad lie somewhere or you you know, you're in a tough spot. It's like how well you manage yourself getting out of that will determine how well of a, how good of a time you have out there. And so that's a, a really good metaphor for life, number one. <laughs> but can you explain to us the the rules of the tournament you had put on? Oh, yeah. So I host, or like how you did it. Yeah, so that's another thing. I hosted like a, a three-putt tournament. So... Um, I kind of, I basically took the, uh, yard game, uh, we call it ring toss or holy board. So it's yep. like washer toss. Yep. has a lot of different names. Um, basically there's, ho- there's three holes, one, three, five, and you try and, you try and sink. I actually, uh, was able to cut them into the green at the white squirrel in Exeter. Um, yeah, they let me cut holes, a whole bunch of holes into the green and make these boards games and uh yeah you put back and forth and it's a point cancellation system cool so yeah that it's the other thing i want to do is i kind of want to do different tournaments like not like i just feel like the scrambles and like the classic uh you know count your what do you call them like just a regular stroke play tournament yeah um or just like overdone like i want to do different different tournaments my next my next one i have in mind is uh uh, a three putt tournament combined with like a camping. So you'd like, you'd maybe play 18 holes, camp the night, then, um, play another 18 holes and then have a ring toss, another ring toss, a three putt tournament Cool. at the end of it. So, cool. And, uh, and then your grand total is who, yeah. Like, wins and it. like, you like have a partner. I find the partners always make it fun. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and do different things on the course too, like not just a regular eighteen holes count all strokes. Yeah, like I, I want to do like a car, cross country where you like go from one tee to a green that you wouldn't normally go at. Oh, like so cool! You get, you're gonna have to go through trees, or you're gonna have to yeah. go through different things. It's like yeah, Very there's not cool. gonna be a fairway there for you. It's gonna be a yeah. slog. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, um, it's about that time. Yeah, well, I just got back, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I was just checking Rapid on some people. fire, fire, oh, fire, fire. <laughs> Bringing this baby back. We haven't done a rapid fire in a while. Uh, cake or pie? Cake. Pie. <laughs> Dancing goat or Labrie? Dancing goat. Dancing goat. <laughs> Bushwhack or trail hike? Bushwhack. Ooh. Depends on how nice the trail is. Oh. Well, Bushwhack, there's no trail. But, like... 
Just like a slight, just like a little slight trail. Like when we're on lowlands and you can like, it's like long grass like and I can yeah. just see a little tiny path. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's get it. <laughs> let's get it real. That's not bushwhacking. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. No, he says, he's saying that's trail. So he might pick trail if oh, that's the trail. Yeah. Right? Okay, got it, got it. Yeah. Small tra- I'm a small trail You're guy. a footpath guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah footpath. Coffee or tea? Tea. Coffee. Lee, Lee got me on the, drank a lot more coffees this summer. <laughs> and... To cap things off, your favorite place on Cape Breton Island. Oh, my goodness. This has been a debate between for a while now. We've been talking about this. I I don't know. I think Money Point might have been my favorite. Is it between Money Point and Lowland Cove? Yeah, as far as hike. Hike. Money, but, like, yeah, there's different categories. Like, like This right here on the picnic table is pretty. The Marguerite Valley is pretty cool. We did a lot of. A lot of paddling on the Marguerite River, yeah. exploring the southwest, northeast Marguerite. It's such waking a cool up, area. Waking up in the morning up in the field there and looking out at the river and watching the humidity and the yes. the, the I have some amazing pictures from this that. This morning was beautiful. Yeah. It's and crazy, one morning right? I yeah. woke up and there's a deer just like standing in the bush. I'm like, that's so cool. No one's up yet. There's yeah. fog, like whatever, coming up the mountain. Yeah. It's just so beautiful. Yeah. And we got to live here for three months. Yeah. yeah, it's been amazing. Well, yeah, I can't thank Lee enough. Yeah. The bill's coming soon. Don't. Uh oh. Well, we hope uh, we hope we can have you back on Cape Breton Island, but probably also back at Love Life Intense for sure. We hope to come back. Yeah. We'll yeah. be back. Um, anything you want to pitch for upcoming hikes, Lee? Uh, man, we're just doing the seawall in two weeks. Doing two seawall trips this month. It's September, by the way. Um. 15th, 29th, and then we have uh, Trash Bash, which is going to be announced soon. I'm probably just going to announce it and then just figure it all out later. Yeah. <clears throat> but that'll be the, shit, I think it's like the 21st, 20th, whatever weekend that's around there. Yep. Um, food trucks booked. Uh, we're going to book, we don't have artists. It's confirmed yet, but concert, weekend, free camping. Dance party. Dance party. Give four hours of your time to clean up beach the river trail whatever um and then we coordinate with the county to come pick all the trash up and hopefully we do uh yeah we had 100 people show or 75 i think 75 80 people show up the first one two years ago we skipped it last year but we're bringing it back that's it i don't know well, that's I, great. I recommend the dance parties. Yeah. Lee, dance parties Lee and time. Canary are legit. Legit <laughs> DJs. Skipper, you got anything to add? He's just looking. He's just eating flies. <laughs> yeah, that's what he does. All right. Well, thanks for coming down and thanks for doing this. Oh, thank, thank you. you guys. It's, it's been, been awesome. awesome. Yeah. Later.